and welcome folks to episode 41 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the UK. I'm Chris, otherwise known as True Mr. Six Online, and with me today I have Andy. A.K.A. Miami Dice. Miami Dice. <laughs> do you roll your uh, sleeves up on your leisure suit jacket? On my leisure suit jacket, I do indeed. So I've got a neon pink t-shirt underneath. Yeah, very good. So let's keep those arms nice and free for your rolling action. <laughs> keep my free wrists little known fact actually for the listeners there uh, talking about miami vice or miami dice don johnson is actually a close personal friend of andy's so much yes. so, so indeed yeah so much so that when don johnson was looking to make a career comeback he was kind of asking around his friends who had any ideas as to what he could get involved in and what type of show he could do uh, and andy came up with nash bridges yeah that's true True story, that, yeah, true story. It was also Andy's idea to involve Cheech Marin. Well, that would take all the credit. Mate, you should take all the credit. You did an exceptional job. Nash Bridges is one of those shows that has left such a significant legacy on on the history of (laughs) 42-minute US format crime procedurals. I think you should be very proud of your achievement. I am. I am. I was also executive producer on Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, you were, were you? Yeah. Yeah, I was. (laughs) Okay, very good. If you look back at the credits. See, without Andy, there'd be no Nash Bridges. Without Nash Bridges, everything we know and love today in television, there'd there'd be no The Wire, there'd be no Breaking Bad, no Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) 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 I ran out of good police TV shows. Anyway, Bones, that's a good one. Bones? Yeah. So did you know that she's the older sister of Emily Duchanel, who's the the girlfriend in Elf? I didn't know that. I do now. There you go, another little known fact. I just can't stop just can't stop firing them away. But we are also nearly three minutes into the podcast and I haven't actually talked about anything Dice Masters. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> How you doing, my <laughs> man? Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. You alright? Yeah, I'm alright. Traffic was really bad coming home tonight. There was an accident on the motorway. I'm knackered. I got that weird, you know, when your left leg goes a bit kind of numb and funny from clutching. Yeah. Because you're sort of yeah. doing that stop-start bumper-to-bumper stop, thing. Start. Yeah. Um, so I've got a bit of that going on, but otherwise yeah, I'm alright. We are rolling along without any dice masters. We've got yeah, yeah, we're doing really well. Head. So what have you been up to, my man, since we last spoke? <laughs> right well let's go non-dice masters related stuff first just to keep that theme going sure uh had a massive game of zombicide this past weekend okay uh, which was awesome charging around the streets of zombie land trying to get off the other side of the board and zombies appearing and having to fight them off and Everyone was doing really well until I got caught by a bunch of zombies, so everyone had to trawl their way back across the board to save my ass. But we we managed it in the end. Everyone got off the board successfully and, and alive. Well so that done. Was fun. Congratulations, team. Thank you very much. Uh, Dice Masters, well, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it more as we go through the show, but we've been playing our invitational games. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably roll them into the community focus that's coming up. So I had a, I think a couple of them since we last spoke. Yeah. Uh, um, no, no more though and <laughs> spoiler alert what else have we done it feels like with the invitation out of the way and the MOD PDM out of the way it's all got a bit more chilled more relaxed yeah yeah well uh, we, we need to get back onto our non-blind experiment don't we really yeah new 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 MOD modern yeah yeah so we'll get back onto that oh very good very good cool how about you mate so non dice masters related let's see so me and the hashtag competitive wife did our february run at pandemic legacy oh yeah how'd that go not very well at all the game leathered us absolutely battered us so you get two attempts at each month before something happens i don't really know what happens if you fail your second attempt so we'll be squeezing that in in the next couple of days and then with the kids i played a bit of sorry a bit of zombie dice you know just a couple of lightweight kind of board games sorry it's pretty old school it's a bit toys r us but they like it yeah they like it uh then on the dice masters front uh so down at the flgs we had a go at playing death clock so we played a normal modern constructed but we had kind of chess clock timer thing going on i'm not sure i entirely understood what was going on i just pressed the clock button when i finished my round and 
Mike, who was sort of running the show, I just let him <laughs> <laughs> look after it. But there was some whole thing about if you were out of time. I think it was more about trying to create that kind of pressure, that sort of chess chess pressure moment of making your decisions quickly you know yeah chess pressure yeah that 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 inability to speak and sound like i'm talking backwards will become relevant even more <laughs> relevant shortly um and then what else what did we do that was this week what was last week oh plants and animals last week was the theme so your eight character cards had to be a plant or an animal basically <laughs> What plant ones are there? Poison Ivy, Groot, Treant. I'm just naming the ones that were on my team, although I didn't have the Treant in the end. And, and then Animals. I mean, my team, it was uh, Rocksteady and Bebop I went with as the cornerstones of my team. Nice. Yeah. A Warthog and a Rhino. So that was kind of cool. A bit different. Got a few, yeah, yeah, quite a few cool. dusty cards off the shelf. And next week we're doing Ladies Night, so all your team's got to be female. That's this is ladies night. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So there you go. That's that's my dice masters stuff. I tell you what else I've been doing. Oh go on. I've got quite quite addicted to uh, is uh, Apex Legends. It's a new battle royale shooter on the PlayStation and also Xbox and PC. And oh my god, it's good. Apex Legends. It's an absolute corker. Put a few hours in with my man Rob Shaw. Goosebumps. Get ourselves slaughtered. <laughs> by probably eight to twelve year olds, but yeah, really good, really good fun. I would definitely recommend that if anyone's got a console and thinking about what to play because that is very addictive. All right, I'll check that out. Thank you very much. And is free. it a free one? Is it the same model as Fortnite? Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of slightly different how they set it out. It's only just been released; it's only about four weeks old. But yeah, it's it's completely free to play, and you can unlock things. You can also buy kind of different, not upgrades, as in it doesn't affect how you play. Like kind of the, the look of your your weapons and your your characters yeah, yeah, yeah. outfits sure. and stuff like that. But no, really good. Definitely check it out. It's free and it's fun. Okay, yeah, very good. I'll have a look at that, man. I'll boot the Xbox up. I've been on GTA Five lately. Was it GTA Six? I've lost count of it now. Yeah, whatever the latest one is. Yeah, I can remember oh. waiting outside a game at midnight for one of them. That'll have been four, probably, will it? Well, Nikolai. Why can't the yeah. people in this country learn to drive? He used to say that all the time when I was driving. Yeah, around. oh yeah, I played hours and hours and hours of that. That was a great game. I got a bit weird about the sound of pigeons cooing. Then you could, then you could shoot them. That was one of the achievements, wasn't it? Yeah, but then it, it affected me in real life. I had problems with pigeons. <laughs> yeah, up shooting them, <laughs> yeah. donning a all-in-one Adidas tracksuit. <laughs> yeah. no, we do that anyway sorry what am I talking about <laughs> uh, that reminds me that actually you mentioned Apex Legends so the YouTube channel folks we're starting to make more frequent posts over there so the back catalogue is as we've mentioned before slowly but surely getting loaded up on there so keep your eyes out for that um, what, one of the episodes in there episode 39 I think if, uh, we'd really love it if you went and took a look at that and let us know what you thought of the um I don't know what you call it. The place card, the the visuals, the no idea, mate. As you can probably guess, we didn't have much of a hand in doing it. No, we we enlisted some support. Thank you, Javier. Uh, but also over there, and again, we'll talk about it in more detail down the line. But we've started posting videos of our games that we were playing at the Invitational and plan on doing more game video posts. But also, we recorded some special features commentary over the top of a couple of games as well. So not only can you go see the raw game as it was played at the time, but you can also go and get some behind the scenes thoughts and insights and, and yet more little known facts from the depths of the true Mr. Six filing cabinet. Indeed. 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 It's uh, good. Yeah. Do subscribe, like, and do whatever else you have to do on YouTube. Uh, if we get a thousand, did I tell you, if you get a thousand subscribers, then we can start making money off of it. Oh really? Yeah. Well, that'd be handy. It might help me. I think we're on like 18 at the moment. It's got a way to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a thousand dice masters players, so it might be an uphill struggle. But uh, do subscribe to the channel. Do open up random secondary and third YouTube subscription usernames and subscribe to that as well, because that would help. Yeah, if we made a little bit of money off it, maybe we can get around to affording you uh, a non-squeaky chair. The campaign starts here. 
<laughs> yeah, help me cover the cost of my fiber upgrade and my expensive new webcam. Oh, we'll have to see if that works, mate. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely convinced it's actually made any bit of a difference, but we'll see. We'll test it out later. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. That's what's been going on in our world. We haven't had any listener correspondence in the last two weeks, have we? Oh, we did. We got um, we got a bit of something for it. So, Stu, we got you know about the team build. Keep your ear to the ground. That will be coming in episode forty-two for you. Yeah, yeah. We haven't had a chance to probably ever think about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not. In fact, one of the cards you named, I had to go and read it. I had no idea what it actually did. <laughs> I was like, "What? What, what card's this?" He's um, quite a canny brewer, isn't he? Yes. He yeah. came up with that. Or was it? Is it Orc Knob or Orc Boy? Continuous loop where you just end up winning. Yes, that's right. Uh, he, he also did very well in the uh, team of the month contest uh, last weekend that the DM North guys run. One to watch. Yeah, in fact, Is him that... and him and uh, him and TJ both got up at the in the wee hours <laughs> our time over here and competed in that. Three in the morning. Yeah, so well done, guys. Well done. Well done. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's there's not a great deal more to throw in the intro. Should we move on to a bit of community focus action? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, on to the community focus then, folks. Oh, we're going to say about what we've got on the show. Uh yeah, let's do that. Okay, so we're yeah. going to, so we're going to go into a community focus. <laughs> just talk about some things that are coming up and some things that have just been and then we've got a segment well it was supposed to be i think i say this in the segment it was supposed to be an update on this campaign box only little experiment that we were testing out new 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 mod modern yeah yeah mod modern um but that's that's not what the segment really ended up as is it find out but keep on listening yeah keep on listening but it's yet again i'm spilling salt all over the place and then uh the final segment is the return of well you're, you've been in your q branch haven't you my man tinkering away once again and it's the return of the global reverse escalation segment that seemed to be so popular a couple of episodes ago but with a new twist this time indeed all will be revealed yeah we've only recorded half of it so far as well so i don't know how this segment's going to turn out <laughs> Yeah, that's a little bit worrying. Nah, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. And that will conclude episode 41. So now, shall we get on with the show? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, over to the community focus then. This is London calling. Here is the news. Yes, boys and girls, it's community focus time, and we've got a couple of upcoming events and whatnot to. I don't know, put out there, help promote, share our understanding of. Um, uh, two? Is it two? Yeah, that's right, two. Yeah, two. Well, two, Well, but one of them's got locks in it, so I suppose that's probably where my head's getting a bit mashed up. Mash up? Yeah, although my head's always mashed up. I think that drive home tonight's really throwing me for six. I can't seem to get it together today. <laughs> How's that different to any other day, Chris? Hey! I've run out of tea. Oh, no, I've got a little bit left. I think it's cold, though. Mm. yeah it's cold uh, some people like buy cold tea you can buy it can't you yeah well you mean like iced tea, tea like iced Lipton. tea yeah Lipton's iced tea my missus drinks that but it's like a holiday drink you know when you go to a sunny sunny country ah uh, like Fanta Limon Fanta Limon <laughs> <laughs> it's like that you can get it here no one buys it as soon as you go to Spain oh amazing Fanta Limon and, Lip- and Lipton's iced tea, bring it on, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so where should we start? Should we start with Chris and Rob's game room? Let's start there, shall we? Yeah, I went to Spain last last year. It was nice. I know you did. Didn't, didn't know if I shared it with the listeners. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. It's very nice. Lovely. So online tournament this is the two team takedown event the modern two team takedown event being run by chris and rob's game room so if you don't know what that is it's you have two teams that are modern constructed but you cannot have the same card on both teams so you 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 play two different modern constructed teams but in order to win the round on the best of three you need to win with both so if you win the first round with your first team then you have to play and win your second round with the second team. But if you lose with that one, you've got to stay on that team, if you know what I mean. Does that make sense? Yeah, perfectly. 
Yeah. Um, so the deadline for sign-ups on that is March the 11th. Online gaming is where it's at. Um, although, sadly, I think I'm going to have to skip this one. I've, I've run out of wife points. <laughs> I'm going to have to recruit a few more wife points, I think, because it's been sucking up a lot of the Saturday evenings for me, what with time differences and stuff, playing on online games. But if you head on to the Dice Coalition and take a look in their blog section, our man Troy has done a blog post, and that includes a link to the Discord channel where they organise the games and whatnot, and it includes a link to the sign-up sheet, which is a Google Doc where you um, put your teams in and your details and what have you. Um, so go and take a look at that, folks. And particularly over here in the UK, uh, I was talking to our man Journey over at Chris and Rob's Game Room, and he was saying if there's enough European players, then they'll they'll split the um, what's the word? You know, the things, the brackets. The brackets. That's it. Yeah. So that certainly in the earlier part of the tournament, the time zone difference will have less of an impact to begin with. So uh, I'd certainly want to encourage any UK or European listeners to perhaps get involved in that and help them get the numbers up and represent in it. Yeah, those brackets always remind me of the end of Karate Kid 1. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They confuse me, the brackets. I get lost in them a little bit. I kept having to, in the last online tournament, I kept having to post on Discord like, so uh, what's going on now? Where, where am I at? What am I doing? How far am I in? What round have I made it to? <laughs> 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 boggles my head i can't get my head around it uh but head on over to the dice coalition blog section and have a look it's got the details and the links in there and then the other thing to draw you folks attention to is the one big weekend event that's taking place on or around the 9th stroke 10th of march so that's a tournament initiative that's being spearheaded by the rolling thunder and dice masters north crew although ably assisted by the Ministry of Dice, of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, and the idea here is that as many stores as we can get worldwide, all playing Dice Masters on the same weekend, one big weekend of Dice Masters playing. Prizing's available, so I'd recommend you get in touch with the guys over at Rolling Thunder if you're interested to talk about that. We've got quite a few stores already signed up. We're in, an, in on it uh, here in Manchester in the United Kingdom. Um, we've got... The Central European crowd have got a couple of events taking place. The Netherlands, Australia in the mix, Canada, quite a few stores in Canada in the mix, and a good number across the US as well, all getting involved through the week and that weekend. So go and take a look at that. And if you've got a local store and you want to get an event going on, uh, get in touch with one of the guys or get in touch with me and I'll I'll make a introduction through a group messenger service or something uh, so that you can start a conversation. You could be the fixer. Yeah, yeah. I'll start. I'll start charging an introduction fee. Although I've done that for a couple of people actually, not thinking, and I've gone, oh, you know, hey, Arge, this is so and so. They want. They're looking for some information, and I end up leaving myself in the chat, but like just not thinkingly, and but then the notifications will be going off. Like I don't need to be in this conversation. I've just left it sat here for hours. <laughs> hours <laughs> <being> away, <laughs> but I'm not paying attention to what's going on. Um, but uh, yeah, so lost my train of thought so yeah if you need an introduction making give me a shout otherwise head on over to rollingthunder.xyz and they've got the information there's a link on their page to get the info there but certainly if you're a uk player take a look at the manchester see if you can get yourself to manchester on march the 10th um i'll be there and we've got a very hard to find over here super spies set as the first prize so that is awesome rare as hen's teeth that yeah they are difficult to get all get a hold of over here Although you might have seen folks on the blog this week, Stark Industries has arrived in the UK and and no super spies. So if you've not yet seen the Stark Industries cards, I threw a couple of photos of them on. Yeah, uh, check out the blog. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose that's another bit of community focus news. (laughs) Go take a look at them if you've not seen them yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really off my game tonight. Can you tell? Um, Yes, mate. I can actually. Sorry to say. Yeah, it's all right. It's one of them. I'll get it back, I'm sure. You've got to have a few mediocre ones so that the good ones sound better. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They can't all be winners, can they? Yeah, I am a little off my game. I, I swear, I think it's just that drive home mashed my head tonight. I can't get it together because I got home late, so I didn't have me kind of 10 minutes of quiet time. I went straight into dad mode. And then I was rushing to get a bit of dinner and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then in a, rare, in a very strange occurrence... 
you were messaging me saying, I'm ready early, which I've never known you to be. I'm always early. In fact, that's two weeks in a row now. You were early last week as well. I'm on point. Yeah. I've, I've kind of got in the habit of... I've allowed your late behaviour to <laughs> become the norm. So I've kind of got used to having a half an hour more than actually our appointed get-together time. Uh, I'm like Gandalf. You're like uh, Gandalf. Phrase, isn't it, from... The Lord of the Rings. I'm, 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 I'm never late, nor am I early. I arrive just when I need to, or something like that. <laughs> you, can, you can quote that. That's just from the movie. Yeah, that was that was a um, that was a tremendous impersonation. I am Ian McKellen. Can you not <laughs> recognise my voice? Uh, yes. I'm doing arm movement as well. I'm not quite sure why. Yeah. But, you um... shall not pass. <laughs> and on that note, we'll move on to the next segment, shall we? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yes, welcome back, boys and girls. And for this next little section now, we've kind of separated it a wee bit from the community focus. Uh, Andy and I are just going to take a few minutes to talk about our involvement in the CR Game Room Invitational Tournament and have a little look back at how that went for us. Yes, indeedy. We both had three games before we inevitably nope. came a cropper. No, I had four. Oh, yeah, of course you did. <laughs> That's right. I did. So, as I was saying, I had three games, Chris had four. You got to like the top eight or something, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. I was in the top eight. As we're recording this, it's still going on. I don't think a winner has been found. So, you know, it's one of those things that once you get knocked out, you're not really that interested anymore. I've been following along. I'm that's the case. They're into the semi finals now, I think. Are they? Or finals? Well, so what's so they've got they've had a losers bracket and a winners bracket, haven't they? So Oh, it's all very American. Yeah, there were sixteen competitors in total and at the end of round one those sixteen competitors got separated into a losers bracket and a winners bracket. And the losers bracket had an extra round to play to catch up with the winners bracket. So as I understand it right now, there are two losers bracket matches to take place. Then a face-off between those two winners, and whoever's the last man standing will face off against the winner at the top bracket, I think. But as I said in the last segment, I don't really get the brackets. So that is an idiot's interpretation of what's going on. <laughs> need some Rip Thunderstone uh, input there and how that works. Yeah, we need somebody's input because I've got no idea what what's really happening. But yeah, it's you know I, I had ups and downs, highs and lows with this. I went two and two overall through the event. Uh, and the two losses, you know, once you wrapped your second loss, that was the knockout point. I was playing a, a Batgirl, Seething Corruption, Ort Knob combo. That was my win condition. So the idea was to get my Ort Knobs out, fire off Seething Corruption, ping a load of my enemies' dice with Batgirl, clear the field, give the knob a, a massive boost and get him fired across the field for big damage. That was my, my ultimate aim. With the Poison Ivy that does a point of damage... Uh, well, lose life, in fact, when an opposing non-villain character gets KO'd for a little bit of gravy. Yeah, this is a good knob ring team, wasn't it? Yeah. I wondered if you were going to squeeze something in there. <laughs> oh, hey. cheeky. That's it, James. Yeah, 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 yeah. Knockers. <laughs> oh dear people must be listening to this going these two just just basically sit on their own in the house with a headset on entertaining themselves and the listeners and the, and the listeners indeed <laughs> all 10 of them um <laughs> so that that it went dreadfully wrong for me I, I mean i've i've said if you watch the youtube video coverage and you take a look at some of our comments on the discords and facebooks uh, i i misjudged the meta the reason i went for a mass-based team i wanted to use raven and the ring of magnetism operating somewhat under the false assumption that the meta was going to be very board clear driven staff of the forgotten one breath weapon surter you know that was going to be ultraman venerable dreadnought yeah absolutely venerable dreadnought yeah we'll talk about that one more in a minute so i loaded up on Raven to stop my car, my mass cards getting targeted, the Ring of Magnetism to take the the wind out of the sails of things like Kryptonite and the Venerable Dreadnought range attacks. I put the rare green devil mask that brings your characters back in at level 3 if they're KO'd. 
all utterly convinced that that's what I was going to be looking at, you know. And then right out of the gate in the first round, I, I, a Beholder in Prison team just annihilated me. <laughs> yeah, Laurier pretty much just dropped his cacks and took a old dump on you. Yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. It was horrible. It was a, it was a, it was a really dreadful play experience. I was just like, oh, because you know, you know that kind of frustrating moment when you're like, there really is nothing I can do. There really is nothing I can do. I'm just rolling dice for the sake of it here. You know what I mean? But I'd recommend going and having a look at our special features commentary video because I share some deeper thoughts as to my meta misjudgment. But things then picked up for me because I beat the next two competitors I faced, didn't I, Andy? You did indeed. <laughs> who, was, who was your next guy? It was Dan, wasn't it? Yeah, Dan Lowe. So relatively new to the game. Had a really fun, tricksy little team. Uh, I mentioned this on the last episode with the collector and uh, was it doppelganger or mimic? Doppelganger. Doppelganger, yeah. And this whole idea of kind of just like sort of tricksily pinching stuff off off my team, which I th- which was really fun. But I managed to kind of outmaneuver it. It just couldn't keep up with the damage I think I was doing with with the knob and stuff, um, which was fun. And then the third player that I played was me. Yeah, Mod Face Off. Was indeed. I mean the video, the video of that that we've put up on YouTube is exceptional. I think that, that's possibly some of the best Dice Masters YouTube work that you'll you'll see this century. Don't. <laughs> so I have to apologise with the uh, the video. Obviously, I was concentrating. You can tell by the long silences, but I forgot to switch the camera at the end of each turn. So you get what I like to describe as a Chris's point of view of the game. Well, I suppose my point of view of the game. <laughs> yeah what you were watching because through yeah. Andy's round all you had was a blank a shot of my my play map while I waited for him to take his Me to play, yeah. it's, it's art house it's an independent film <laughs> I kid you not though man somebody actually messaged me and said did you this must be our reputation preceding us did you do that intentionally to troll the audience that's what I legitimately got asked <laughs> <laughs> of course it was not a mistake it was completely intentional <laughs> It really wasn't. It really no. wasn't. Yeah, it was just our technical incapability of using it. So, but, yeah, but I'm going to take over your description because you're going to be at bias on your side. So, um, for our game between each other, I had to play a team that you have basically built to beat my team. Yeah, will I be right in saying? Yes, I think so. I mean, I had, I did have a feeling that Ultraman was going to be around, although. Not entirely about Ultraman, like you say, Venerable Dreadnought and Staff of the Forgotten One were on my mind as well, and Breath Weapon. And we also had a good couple of evenings where I told you how to beat the team as well. Yes, remember that's that? right. Yeah, Do you remember that? So it was an uphill struggle. <laughs> and we we went through a, a few nights of uh, playing over hangouts, me and you, where the, the te- your team didn't fare particularly well at all against mine, did it? No, no, not no. at all. So uh, it was. I, I've got well, I got the second game off of you, didn't I? So I had to pivot and and try and work out what I could do differently to to beat you. And I, I was I was close. I think I was a well, I was very close in that last game. I think when I look back at it, there was a turn, two turns before the end of the last game, where if I hadn't have PXG'd and left something so I could have used my superior Reg. Right. Then I'd have got through like four or five damage from the Uantes, which may have swung it. I don't, obviously, you, you never can tell because obviously you've then done something completely different, so it could have gone. Yeah, uh, but that, I've not been back to watched it, actually. That was a, a turning point on my end where I, where I did that, and you were on like six life, and I think I could have got four or five or something, uh, and, and knocked you down that turn quicker may have made a difference so it was it was good that it was i mean it's two hours bloody long isn't it it's not like your first game uh, no <laughs> that was you know or my or, or my game against james which i'll go through in a minute where which was uh was uh quite uh quite brutal yeah well if you've got the patience to sit through it please do i'd encourage you to do so i think i make some fabulous conversation to the silent <laughs> finger wiggling <laughs> that was going on across the table from me Oh, my brain hurt at the end of it. Yeah, the language is a bit mucky. I'll warn you. I definitely let. Oh yeah, I let a few f bombs go. Hi, uh, I did. At uh, a displeasure at my roles and whatnot. Yeah, but so uh, I thought you were yes. in your defence, mate. Those pivots that you you decided to put in were tremendous choices. Yeah, I mean it was the uh, unblockable Uanti superhero Reg buying 
uh, one against many and the unblockable Merlin. That's what I had to kind of work with because Ultraman's not going to be able to do anything with his targeting. So I was just trying to cycle them through and, and get through you with the, with that damage. Well, I think the, the thing about it is, as a pivot, is that in the instance where you needed it, playing a team like mine, the pivots were super useful. But in the grand scheme of things, they also supported your core win condition when you didn't need to pivot. So having the ability to fix your sidekicks, for example, to bolts when you needed them, to buy your antis and kryptonites and whatnot, and the ability to use the attune on the Uanti when you were firing off your actions. So it's yeah. like they served the dual purpose very well, I think. Thank you very much. Yeah. So then after you wiped me out of the competition, who did you play next? Uh, I went on to play our man DM Armada, um, who was playing a Manta Collector Villain Control build. I'll not say too much at this point because I don't know whether by the time this episode goes out on Monday whether he'll have got the video of our games up so I'll, I'll leave a little bit of mystery there but spoiler alert he, he, he kicked my ass <laughs> actually that's not, that's not fair no it was a good one, hour and a half wasn't it so it was yeah I mean uh, you know my team has tricksy things I was able to do a few manoeuvres but at the end of the day there, there was a certain element of, of Steve's team that I just couldn't keep up with and uh, I recommend you t- check out the uh, the video on DM Armada's channel when he puts that up to see what happened there. And we've got plans to do some special feature commentary on that as well. So I'll give you a bit more insight into what was going on in my head as the game was going on. That'd be exciting. I didn't get to see that game. I was otherwise engaged. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then your game with James, that was your second round game, wasn't it? Yeah, so what I was playing, I was playing uh, Ultraman team. Uh, it was a little bit different than the one that I won Nationals with. I don't know if I've mentioned that. I did win a Nationals tournament. But uh, there's the, what's that um, basic action from the Warhammer set? The one that makes Stop. you only do Stop. one damage when Stop. you attack. Field. Static field. So static field without if you're doing the old Ultraman trick with the front line, you're going to trigger that. I mean, the only reason I can think that that card exists is to stop Beholder and Ultraman, because I don't know how else why you else would use it. So with that around, I thought, well, I'm not going to go for that again, because if that's there, it's just going to shut it all down. So I went for uh, one with direct damage, one that's similar from, I think, Michaela won a PDC with it, um, Many Moon, well, couple of years ago uh, which uses one against many and superhero registration act uh, so as soon as you got ultraman out you use the kryptonite you pull dice through with superhero reg to hopefully pull through another kryptonite uh, you fire off one against many doing damage if you've got back in those days it was storm but now obviously the two cost you antis are a more economic choice start pinging away damage with a tune, one for using the Ultraman, the one for using Kryptonite, sorry, and then for the four basic actions. So potentially you're doing five damage with uh, tune plus at least two with one against many. And if you can get you know, two or three Kryptonites through, you're, uh, you're pretty much there. Yeah. So first game I think we spoke about before, which was against uh, Troy. He used my Parallax to great success. And... Um, <laughs> Finished himself off with that, so that was the win. Uh, <laughs> next game was against James, who is still, I think he's still undefeated in the uh, the tournament at the time of us recording this. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a nasty team with the Red, a Yu-Gi-Oh! Red Dragon, where when it attacks, you knock out all sidekicks there, and he gets plus two. I think it's plus two for each sidekick knocked out in that way, so he's filling up with sidekicks. And then he's using a basic action called fighting, that when one get, one character gets knocked out on your side, one gets knocked out on the other side. So you can clear your field off of whatever's there and uh, and swing through with massive dragons. Mm-hmm. And um, I fared all right, actually. I, I, I took a game off of him there as well. Do check out the, the video, which is on uh, James and Zach play Dice Masters. It's not too long, but I don't think I put up a bad showing. I think it all comes down to the last two rounds where... I, my bag management wasn't quite right. His was very tight, so he was getting his, his ring of winter and his, his dragons around nice and quick uh, and put my, my hand in the bag. I think it had like a couple of kryptonites and a Uante and then four sidekicks. 
and I drew out four side kicks. So I couldn't oh. kick into the, the Ultraman, couldn't do anything. We've all been and, there. Uh, and then the next turn, I got James's big dragon in my face. And that was <laughs> uh, that was the end. That was me in the loser's bracket next to you to For get the MOD smashed by you. Yeah. 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 And that brought my invitational experience to a close. And to be fair, I only got into it by moaning and whining that I wasn't in it in the first place. So <laughs> probably best. <laughs> the best all round. Yeah, but it was a good chance to get together with some guys online, you know, play some games in a format that... Um, you don't like it, do you? You don't like Golden Escalation. I, I don't, actually. And uh, all the Invitational really did was reinforce my dislike of the of the format, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> that, and that's, that's no comment on the other players. You know, they, they made the best teams. They they would make out of the format. That's just, just the way of things. Um, it, it all ties in with my thoughts uh, way back when we sort of reviewed the format a fair few episodes ago now. I think the globals needed to go too. Yeah, it would make a different setup, certainly. Although one thing to notice in this Invitational, I don't think there's one team that's the same. Uh, so there's a wide was, yeah. variety of, of, of setups and wing cons and ramp and all defensive pieces. Yeah, um, there's certainly no, you know, barred spam or you know, you anti repeat or fix it. You know, it's all different. It's all. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I think if we would sit back and look at the team lists, we'd see that the same cornerstones are being re- relied on time and time again. Blue eyes, PXG, are two that spring to mind immediately. Yeah, there's not many chalk ports in there, is there? Uh, no, I think chalkboard's one of them that you have to be really on top of your game to to use that global so well that it doesn't benefit your opponent as much as it does you. Yeah. I mean, my PXG annoyed the hell out of me because even though it helped me ramp up to the stuff I wanted to buy, all my opponents, if they didn't already have it themselves, of course, were using it to great effect for their own teams. And I found that a source of great frustration. I'm just like, oh, PXG just makes the game so different. Uh, but not in a great way, I don't think. And while some players will get quite a high level of satisfaction out of the challenge of the you know, the third turn, one-shot kill, speed dice masters that PXG brings the game to, I just find that really unengaging. And that's the, the format's doing that. The format has put us in that position. And I, I know what you're saying about the differences in the team, but I still think it's very narrow at the top. There's something about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I don't like the fact that I didn't win it, but uh, it's, it, it's, you know, it's it's competitive high-end with a lot of choice. Well, that's just one we'll have to agree to disagree on. Fair enough. All right, so there you go, folks. That's our look back on the Invitational tournament that we took part in. Please do go over to the YouTube channel, take a look at the videos that are already up, and then keep your like and subscribe to uh, receive the further posts and the special features commentary on our matches that are coming down the pipeline in the coming days and weeks. Definitely, and if you haven't tried online Dice Masters before, get your webcam sorted and try it out. It's cracking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great. Okay, then, mate. On to the next segment. Yes, welcome back, boys and girls. And so this next segment now, well, I suppose to give some context, this next segment was initially, in our little kind of planning pre-production conversations, was going to be an update on our attempt to play the this kind of MOD modern format thing where we're only using the campaign boxes and team packs from the Avengers Infinity release. However, it it's kind of moved a little bit and we will do that update we promise but it's kind of moved a little bit because an interesting thing happened while we were having a go at playing this format (laughs) the other day yeah i mean we might have already spoken about the new 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 mod modern games that we're playing in the intro but there was one card in particular that stood out yes stood out but but possibly not for the right reasons i don't know i I don't know i don't know where you're going to go with this but an interesting thing happened so we we'd like to talk about the venerable dreadnought (laughs) let's give it the rundown yeah have you got it is it open in front of you it's not open in front of me i've got the actual card in front of me. all right yeah go on then give us your reserve pool read through moment (laughs) venerable dreadnought 
custodian of knowledge is a four cost shield character with the imperium and space wolf affiliation his ability reads whilst venerable dreadnought is active your active character dice have range one he's max two and his stats are one three four one four six and two five seven mm, big ass on that guy and it just yeah so let's assume for a moment that we have talked about it a little bit in the intro even if it's not the full segment so i have built a team that involves KOing and recycling the hawkeye that does his level as damage to the opponent and you've built a team that is a seething corruption team about clearing the field and coming over for a big hit i'd say that was accurate wouldn't you uh yes yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, with grey hunter to trigger seething corruption and then go over with whatever else is there. Yeah, absolutely. But we both put that particular venerable dreadnought on our team. Now, I, I don't know about yourself, Andy, but because uh, I think it probably ties more into your strategy than it does mine. But I put it on specifically because I was like, well, there's a good chance that Andy's bringing some range. I better have some defense against range. What better defense is there than having my own range? Yeah, um, I mean, I popped it on there because I heard a lot about it and thought, well, might as well give it a go and see what it's all about. Yeah, sure. And it works pretty good with Seething Corruption as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You attack and then... Yeah. So I think you had more reason to put it on your team than I did. I just threw it on because I was like, right, this is this is going to be my range protection. Mm. Uh, so we played the first game through. I think I won that one. I can't remember. Did I win the first one? Uh, you did, yes. I don't think either of us bought Venerable Dreadnought in that yeah, game. Yeah, it wasn't in the story at that point. We Neither of us bought it. So I, I, I got my big Gazgul Thracker out super quick using... Cree Captain Global and some other janky stuff to get it out. Then I started buying. It wasn't Ring of Winter. Did you not have Ring of Winter? It's not in one of the campaign boxes or team packs, is it? No, you're right. I haven't, got the, I haven't got the team actually. So the team that's out on the table is my um, is my Global Escalation team. It's my feated bloat drone Global. Oh, yes, I totally abused your fetid bloat drone global, didn't I? Yeah, that's it. That's right. Got him out nice and quick, and I hammered you with the Hawkeye over and over and over again uh, and killed you in a couple of rounds. So, But then in the second game, you bought your Venerable Dreadnought, so I bought my Venerable Dreadnought. And then we had <laughs> Two a... Two hours later. Yeah, this, this card is ridiculous. It's boring and <laughs> stupid... And it's yet another example of a, of a ridiculous mini-game that you have to play before you can play the real game. That's where I'm at with it. It went on forever. It was, yeah, it was so boring. And in the end, we were both just buying characters, possibly, you know, characters we didn't even need nor want in terms of winning the game, necessarily, just to see who could get the edge on having more characters in the field and therefore have a bigger range shot. <laughs> It, yeah, it went off for ages. I think it may have been, well, I don't think that, that one game in the best of three we played was the whole two hours, but I think it was a big chunk. It was it. a big chunk. In the third game, we kind of unspoken gentleman agreement, neither of us bought it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what happened, because I definitely thought in my head, I'm not buying that thing again. What a boring game we just had. Sleep. Yeah, it was long, it was boring. We were both getting tired because it was like midnight or something. So I was like, I'm not buying that. But we, I never said it, nor did you. And you went, oh, I'm not buying that. I, I mean, to be fair to you, you managed to do it with your Greyhunter, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, no, the team's coming together nicely. Yeah, um, uh, the Force Attack Global uh, was the little coup de grace. Yeah, team, Force Attack, and then bounce Greyhunter for it. Yeah. But yeah, the Venerable Dreadnought. So uh, everybody knows, or certainly regular listeners to the podcast or readers of my blog will know that I get very frustrated when we have these kind of distracting mini games where everyone has to go and kind of play a game over here to deal with a thing before they can go play their actual game where their <laughs> win condition is in the story. And it was just round after round of, all right, you've, you've just killed all my stuff with your range. I'm going to re-roll all that stuff, field it, attack with it and kill all your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so you then re-roll it all field it attack with your stuff and we were just waiting for one of us to get the edge which i think you did in the end i whiffed a load of characters at one point and that was the turning point wasn't it uh yeah i think i poured all the range into your venerable dreadnought got rid of it that's right and then, and then i did then you roll the roll yeah but even then so this is where the card gets more ridiculous because that venerable dreadnought is not easy to shift no four well, six seven yeah, we both at various points in in the uh, in the games had him at level two or level three with a six or a seven defense. It was like, well, pfft, 
I've just got to buy characters now and roll them in and get them in the field so I can have a range of seven to get rid of that venerable dreadnought. <laughs> Which is where I think you did have that little bit of an edge because you had more cheaper characters than me, I seem to recall. Yeah, or well, pinging him for four and then attacking with a three... Well, no, uh, force attacking him. Yes, that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then pinging the range onto him and then the rest going onto whatever I block with. Yes, yeah. Um, now... You know, highly competitive players, the best of the best will say that it, it's good play strategy to put your opponent in a position where they have to roll their dice more. You know, make, give them tough decisions, make them roll their dice more, interfere with their strategy so that they have things like fielding costs they need to deal with that they didn't want to have to deal with and so on and so forth. So um, I get it, but I think there was just something really boring and repetitive about the whole experience of playing with that card. It reminded me of Green Goliath against Green Goliath. When yeah. it was just the, the the maths, the to and fro maths was just a, just a pain in the backside, um, and one of the reasons why I put in Jay Giant in most teams so that I could just KO Green Goliath when it started, so I didn't have to bother doing the to and fro maths on each defence, and that <laughs> yeah. takes two, so that takes two, and then that takes two, and then that takes two, and yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I know from our uh, non-recorded private conversations that 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 Green Goliath is one of your absolute hate cards um yeah you love not, to hate it or love it and hate it yeah like to use it don't like to be on the receiving end of it and um, but you, you've probably gone less on record with uh, unlike my salty patented true mr six rants which i think this <laughs> segment might actually be yeah yeah <laughs> is the new shriek is the new shriek now i'll tell you who the new shriek's going to be that scarecrow in the Justice set. Have you seen him? Uh, remind me. So he's a th- uh, I think he's a three cost, maybe a four cost. And when, it, when he's fielded, he targets a character. And mm. that character then costs three more until, okay. he, until he's taken out of the field. What, to purchase into field? or? Hang on, I'm looking him up now. So we're now, we're now tangenting <laughs> where, where I'm, I'm, I'm like pre-salty ranting about a card now. That's not even connected to the card that we were here to pre-salty rant, salty rant about in the first place. It's a Dice Masters related uh, tangent, so... Yeah, sure. That's, a, that's a, <laughs> a step up. Yeah. Do you know, I was saying online just the other week in one of the chat rooms, I'm like, I'm not really that you know grumpy and down on stuff. I don't like to criticise WizKids, and yet here I am once again. <laughs> <laughs> it's an unbalanced card. It doesn't cost them much for its defence and for what it does, and it made the game really boring. And So, Troy, by all means, I'll expect a, an instant message or a Discord post calling me out <laughs> within the next 24 hours, and you're welcome to do so because it will be fair comment. Uh, yeah, this Scarecrow, just to go for a, a bit of a tangent. Three cost mask. When fielded, name an opposing card, replacing all previous choices. While Scarecrow is active, dice on that card cost three more to purchase. Mm. And his stats are 113, 124, 136. Oof. Yeah. That top face is going to be horrible to shift. Well, yeah, a couple of things, though. He names the card, not the dice. Right. So he can target actions as well as characters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You see where I'm going with this? And name, name your own basic action after you bought, like if you're buying investigation. I don't think you can target basic actions, can you? I think that got bottomed out. I think there's a rule in, in relation uh, to the blob somewhere along the line that has set the precedent for that. However, if you've got an opponent on the other side of the field, that, I don't know, is um, going to make big use of... There's all sorts of stuff, isn't there? Well, you, yeah. might, you might not get him out fast enough to interfere with a ring of winter, but you might stop him buying a load of stuff of the forgotten, buying their stuff of the forgotten one, or um, Jesus, Avengers ID card. Avengers ID card, yeah, the Grey Hunter that I've been playing around with. That would yeah. be a pain if it was a five cost. Well, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so, so your opponent's three cost becomes a five like cost. That. Your opponent's three cost becomes a six. Well, everyone can add three to the purchase cost, but. On the surface, you're like, eh, all right, yeah, that could be good. I could really make use of that. But adding three to the cost of something is going to be disgusting. Yeah. Especially something you're buying your first turn. Yeah, and stuff that you're buying multiples of. You know, your Zarina, your Guy Gardener, stuff yeah. like that's going to be a pain in the... Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we all know how much of a pain Oracle was just making Globals cost one more. <laughs> now, Shriek, her defense numbers meant that even though she bothered the living hell out of me, which we all know, uh, which uh, this will bring me back round to Venerable Dreadnought now, this in a minute. Things like the Batarang, she wasn't so expensive that you couldn't Danger Room Global off. I mean, it cost you three, but you could do it. You know what I mean? This yeah. guy's defense numbers are... F- three four five so if you get him out on level three for one fielding cost might i add you can just camp out and go you ain't ever buying that surter let's see a ramp up to 10 biatch <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean oh you need yeah. two of those two costs Pfft. not today yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean you'd yeah. have to use your creek captain global just to negate his effect oh christ yeah so, coming back to Venerable Dreadnought, yeah, those defense numbers <laughs> are a real problem. Uh, yeah. Uh, especially when you compare his purchase cost. I think he's under-costed at four for what his game text does. And then his you know, his ability to just sit in the field and be a real pain in, in your opponent's backside. So, yeah, Venerable Dreadnought, I think it's actually a really boring card. Is the I suppose is the crux of all that. Um, I had my own Venerable Dreadnought, so I wasn't like... He's spamming me, which I like to say to pull forward every Tuesday night. Spam. <laughs> but it's the it's very difficult to shift. It's low costed for what it is. You can buy it in your first turn if you go second, or your second turn, you know, if you go first. Um, and the impact it has on the game. And if your opponent's got range, or the venerable dreadnought doing the same thing, you just get this really boring, repetitive back and forth, back and forth. Who's going to be the first one to shake a character loose? So don't, so don't play it, folks. Yeah, you've you've just sat back quietly there now, going, "Oh, I'll just I've, I've lit the fuse. I'll just let this go." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but watch watch that scarecrow. There you go. You've heard it here first. Maybe, yeah. probably not. We're usually the last ones. Uh, but yeah, venerable dreadnought, powerful but boring. Powerful but boring indeed. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've we've got a modern event coming up at uh, for the one big weekend, uh, Fanboy Three on the tenth of March, and I'm just gonna be like, Ugh, everyone's gonna play you anti or Venerable Dreadnought, boring. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I, I was joking last night. I said, well, basically, I'm just gonna build a team that can't win, but will just be really annoying tech against Venerable Dreadnought and you anti. <laughs> and my whole intention will be to lose the entire day, but just to really irritate everyone who's brought you anti's and Venerable Dreadnoughts. Oh, that's not very nice. No, nah, I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's very nice to be playing with anti Pulwoods and Venerable Dreadnoughts. So there we go. Anyway, salty rant over. Salty rant the next over. segment. Yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll do a proper segment on how we found just using the new campaign boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe next episode uh, when we've got a few more games in with it and tinkered with the teams a bit. But that, that just really stood out to us when we were playing the other night, didn't it? Yes, it was. It, it turned game into quite a slog. Boring. All right, yeah, on to the next segment then. <laughs> <laughs> right then, folks. So here we are. It's the return of Andy's Q branch. And once again, just as the last Q branch was the case, I have no idea. I'm walking into this segment completely <laughs> blind. Andy has been tinkering away in his crew branch. I believe, I'm led to believe that it's somewhat connected to the positive feedback and popular response we got from the Global Reverse Collation game that we played a, a couple of episodes ago. That's right, yes. Uh, it was a little bit too hard. So I've had a tinker away. I'm pretty much just robbing an idea off of the Chris Moyle show. Uh, on Radio X, uh, and uh, <laughs> that involves some uh, some talking backwards shenanigans. So apologies uh, <laughs> for just robbing an idea, but hopefully we'll make it Dice Masters related and uh, interesting. Uh, so I've sent you over some audio clips. You have, with strict instructions once again not to listen to them. So there's a couple. There's uh, two at the top. They're like our practice ones. The four second and then the ones. La- that's right. And then yeah. the, the last three is one that's been broken down that we will not only ask you to do something with, but also our listeners as well. Oh, really? Yes, indeed. This sounds very interesting. And how will the listeners get involved? Or is that to be revealed? To be revealed. So the idea, clip number one is a Dice Masters card, which has been uh, recorded and then reversed. Right. 
what I want you to do is listen to it. Yeah. Then try and repeat what you've heard. Okay. And then I'll reverse that and see if you can <laughs> match <laughs> the card title. Right. So I play it, and I, but I've got to say it backwards. Copy you have what to I'm say hearing. what you hear. That's right. right. So I want you to have a listen, say what you hear, and then as if by magic, uh, we will. Um, but well, basically, I'll edit it, and then next week we'll do it. But from the the magic of podcasting, it will all be in one segment. Right, I see. Okay, so and we're gonna t- and the game is for me to repeat it as accurately as possible, so that when you turn it around, I state the card name clearly. Exactly. So the first two are for you to do to practice. We'll hear what you've said, and then the last three, we will uh, will play, uh, and you can say them again. And also, our audience can send in clips of them saying it backwards. That's easy enough to do. You get on your phone, you click on voice recorder, you say it, and then you fire it over to us, be it by Facebook message or uh, WhatsApp or the variety of ways you can send stuff these days on your phone. Uh, And then we'll collect them, reverse them, and play them on the next episode. Okay, this will be really disappointing if nobody else plays. <laughs> yeah, no, so we don't have a massive response to our uh, our quizzes usually, but uh, I'll throw the uh, the gauntlet out there to uh, who listens. Pull forward, TJ. Yeah, James, James and Zach surely want it. Zach will be up for it. I'm calling you out, Zach. Let's see if you can do better than me. <laughs> of course, uh, any of the guys over at WizKids, like Jimmy and Justin, you're welcome to play as well. Yeah, you know, you've got us on repeat. Yeah, everyone out there, get involved. Ping us over. <laughs> the reverse wordings and then i'll flip them and we'll see what on the next episode we can find out and what we've got all right then okay so these uh, uh the first two then they're just practices they're not counting towards my my final attempt uh no no but we could still uh, well, we'll just judge. get into it so i play this now and then i'll try and copy it yeah okay here we go i'm all set i'm ready yeah i'm in that that was just worth it um (laughs) did it it sound particularly accurate (laughs) sounded like you're drowning do you know what i thought i sounded like i thought i sounded like a klingon yes that's what i thought i sounded like all right well there you go how did you know i'd be game for this like i wouldn't go oh i'm not doing that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> never know yeah because i am just a daft idiot it'll do this right i'll move on to number two then i'm just going for oh. one attempt on all of them i'm just i'm go big or go home in it all right mate. all right well unless i need to listen to uh, listen to it over a couple of times just to get the sounds but here we are number two now then number two all right hang on let me let me listen to it again yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm sticking with it. Right, cool. So okay. then the next one's, which is, it's one title that's been broken down nice and easy uh, to try and uh, really help short. with you and obviously the listeners. So uh, crack on. In fact, these last three look really short. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's one, but it's just been chopped up into three. Right, so it's one title. This is just one card divided into three separates then, is it? Yeah. Whereas the other two were the full card and subtitle, were they? That's right, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Right, uh, so number three. He is not. All right, I'm going to have to listen to that one a second time. Uh, let me just take me headphone ear off. Wait. He is not. Stalad nip, he had snap. Hang on, let me have another go. He is not. Stalad nip, he had snap. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Number four. Oh wait, wait. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm gonna have to take my headphone off again. One sec. Head sewers class new. You are a dickhead. Right. Right. Hang on. Ear off again. One sec. Ayel Schnuznam Schnot Ayel Zutam Siot Ayel Schnuznam Schnot Alright, let's see what happens with that then. Perfect. So uh, we'll put in a suitable sound effect in now. And when we come back, I'll have uh, reversed them 
<laughs> Super cool. I might put the little uh, Batman in there. But now? About now. Okay. About now? Uh, now. So, through the miracle of modern recording technology, we are now here two weeks later. And Andy has you've taken my backward speak and done some stuff to it, I understand. I have indeed. I have indeed. So the two testers, as it were, um, have been reversed back. If we go with the, the first one, and okay. I've sent you over the clip, and this, this will is be... where it should be. Rip Hunter's chalkboard. When am I? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it should have been. Rip Hunter's chalkboard. When am I? Okay, yeah. When am I? So the next uh, one is, is my attempt. This is what your attempt was. When am I? <laughs> is that so? Is that that's not the reverse speak then? Is that is that the reverse forwarded? That's your reverse forwarded. <laughs> when am I? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't come out too well, but when am I? Is quite clearly a farmer slash pirate version of yourself saying it. Let me just listen to that with me earpiece off. Hang on. When am I? When am I? When am I? All right, okay, so that one didn't go so well. Uh, let's get this next one out then. So this, this was one. the second tester that we did, wasn't it? Yeah, so this is what it should have been. All right, let me just hang on. I need to take my earpiece off. Parallax, source of terror. <laughs> right, okay. So this is my version. Parallax, source of terror. <laughs> <laughs> that's not too bad the parallax yeah, is pretty clear is. hang on let's do that again parallax source sax terror alright so that didn't I've, I've not I've failed to crack that any better than I did in the original <laughs> guess the backwards speak <laughs> I think it's, it sounds quite good where am I <laughs> oh dear. So if you guys out there want to have a go at the end of the podcast, so instead of the blooper, yeah, uh, so nice and readily available, all you need to do is listen to it at the end of the podcast, get your phone out, get a voice recorder up, record yourself, immediately you can click the button and send it over to us uh, and we'll have a go and see how you sound reversing your reverse in the next episode. Yeah, okay, cool. And I'm to put that, when I put the episode together, I'm to put that at the end. Chuck it at the end so we can have um, the unveiling of yours along with the uh, the listeners, should they care. Yeah, or go on. Surely there's, still some, surely there's two or three of you out there who are, who are up to the task of repeating some reverse speech to see how well you've done. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> but um, uh, if it all falls flat on its arse, then... Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, you've 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 uh, uncovered Chris's uh, pirate slash farmer, um, you know, heritage. Win away, win away. Oh, very good. Okay, until next episode, then, folks. And sadly, folks, as all things must. This episode has come to an end. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed recording it this week. Please stay for after the final theme song, God Save Our Gracious Queen, for the Global Reverse Escalation little tester thing that we're going to ask you to do. In fact, I don't, do, do you all know that I usually put an extra little bit <laughs> of podcasting after the? Maybe people don't know that. Perhaps they perhaps they pack it in as soon as the uh, as soon as the orchestra starts. So yeah, that's it for episode forty-one. Come back for, for episode forty-two, where we'll continue our global reverse escalation fun times. We've got a team brew coming down the pipeline for you as well and i'm sure the universe will give us something else to fill the space up with in the next two weeks <laughs> usually does doesn't it yeah it does it does have a habit of you know we're a bit of a loose end providing us with something in the meantime as we've said many times this episode because we're shameless self-promoters head on over to the youtube channel that's uh, that we've just really kind of Lend some focus to check out those games that we put up and the special features commentary like and subscribe <laughs> Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. 
Yeah, uh, head on over to the BritRoller6.com blog to take a look at those Stark Industry cards if you've not already seen them. Uh, otherwise, I've been Chris, aka True Mister Six, and I've been Andy, aka Sugar and Spice, and all things dice. Yay! We'll see you in two weeks, folks. Bye bye. He is not. Says the error of C. I am the Tom Sion.